Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! You are great. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. Classic movies, 30 years in the making. All right, you are listening to the 30-something movie podcast. It's episode number 194. Oh. Um, I, I know. And, well, so yeah. you can already hear from the uh, exasperated sigh or gasp or whatever you want to call that on the other end. Pat's with me today. Hey, hey. How you doing, Pat? I'm doing really well, man. It's summer break and it feels good. Summer's in full swing? Oh, yeah. And I don't just say full swing because the next couple movies that we've got are sports movies, but... I was going to say that was, that was you know... That I didn't mean for that to happen, but it, it worked out pretty well. Yeah, but you yeah. think, hey, let it happen. Mm-hmm. All righty. So, yes, yeah, so this is episode number 194. Again, rolling towards 200. We're getting really close to that. So at some point here in the next, I don't know, couple months or so, uh, we will not next couple months, probably within the next month and a half, uh, we will have our 200th episode. So stick around for that one. We're, we're hammering out the details for that. So that should be coming up really soon. We'll uh, let you know kind of what's going to be happening for that. So you can prepare uh, if there's anything that you want to go watch, or if you want to make your own lists, because usually when we hit these milestone things, we do like crazy lists of our favorite things. So Mm-hmm. Uh, we would love for you to participate with us on that. So if you've got some other lists and uh, that you want to throw in once we decide what our, our topic is going to be for 200, we will get that out there and we'll let you know. Um, uh, otherwise, I don't know that I have too much new stuff that I've heard about lately. I Things have been so busy the last few days getting ready to go on our trip that I have not had a chance to really look at anything. Yeah, I I'm kind of in a movie black hole as well. I mean, you know, the just the the do excitement for the the next Mission Impossible and the next mm-hmm. Top Gun and the next you know just that's just on the back burner. Yeah, you know? I know. I I was reading something the other day that um, for the Top Gun movie they cast Matt, uh, Goose's son. Yeah, I heard so, that. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. So cool. Um, you know, other than that, I I think it's uh, was it Miles Teller was the guy's name. Okay. Yeah, Miles Teller. And I think if I remember right, I'm hmm, doing this off the fly here because I didn't put this in any of my notes or anything. Um, I think that Miles Teller was the, was he the lead in Ready Player One? Maybe. I have still yet to see that movie, so. Okay. I think he was the lead in Ready Player One, and he was, I think, the lead in the Fantastic Four movie. Okay. So, yeah. No, 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 he wasn't the lead. I'm thinking... um, Ty Sheridan is the name of the guy who was the lead in Ready Player One. Okay. Okay. Similar letters there. Teller, yeah. Ty. It, it, it's somewhere close to that. Um, I'm think. I think I'm thinking of the Fantastic Four movie. I Got think it. he. I think he was Mister Fantastic in the Fantastic Four movie. Got it. Okay. So anyway, other than that, off the top of my head, that's the only thing I've seen lately uh, in terms of movie news. But um, so I, we can probably just jump right on into our movie then. Let's fire it up, man. Let's do so it. So this is, I don't know, originally this was going to come out, uh, we were going to bring this episode out on the 4th of July, because it's okay. the title of the movie is Everybody's All-American. Right, so right. We'll try our best. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the next few days, so if it doesn't get out on 4th of July, it'll, it'll be pretty close. But um, it's a, a very American time of year, so I figured it was appropriate yeah. to do a movie that was 30 years old, um, entitled Everybody's All-American. So... Yes. All right. So very, 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 very quickly, uh, we spoil the events of the movies that we talk about. So if you have not seen this movie yet, you may want to stop, pause the podcast, uh, stop, collaborate and listen, um, and then go, I'm not going to finish the rest of the song, but, um, and then go finish the movie and then come on back and then you can hear our thoughts on the movie itself. Uh, or if you're not sure if you want to watch or not, you don't care about spoilers, feel free to listen on and then go watch the movie afterwards and form your own opinions because we're just a couple of guys that. I don't know if our opinions really matter. We only have as much power as they give us. That's true. 
So, and speaking of the power that you give us, if you haven't left us a review on iTunes yet, that would be very, very awesome. That would be a great 4th of July gift to give to us. Um, so if you have not done that, uh, please feel free to go ahead and do that. Go on over to iTunes, leave us a review, or leave us a review on any of the different places that you get your podcasts. So we would very much appreciate that. That lets us know kind of how we're doing or how you're liking the show, if there's anything that you would want us to do differently or to keep doing or whatever the case might be. So... We mm -hmm. would love it if you would leave us some reviews on iTunes and let us know how we're doing. All yes, right, Pat, are you, are you ready to huddle up and, and get into the game here? Let's do it, man. Okay. So this one is called Everybody's All-American Internationally, uh, because when you release it internationally, that's not America yet. Um, internationally, it was called When I Fall in Love, which is kind of an interesting title for the movie, but based off of the was it part of the soundtrack. Uh, release date for this one was the 4th of November, 1988. Rated R with a runtime of two hours and seven minutes. Director was Taylor Hackford, who did An Officer and a Gentleman and The Devil's Advocate. Um, producer was also Taylor Hackford, who did La Bamba and Ray. Ian Sander, who died in 2016, was also a producer, did the TV series I'll Fly Away and Ghost Whisperer. Laura Ziskin, who died in 2011, was another producer, uh, did the first of the Spider-Man movies and Lee Daniels, The Butler. Writers on this one, Frank DeFord did the novel. He died in 2017. Also did Trading Hearts and Alex, The Life of a Child. Tom Rickman did the screenplay. He also did Coal Miner's Daughter and Tuesdays with Maury. Cinematography by Stephen Goldblatt, who did uh, Lethal Weapon and Batman Forever, among others. Music was done by James Newton Howard, who did Major League and Pretty Woman. The budget for this one was $22 million. The box office was $12.6 million, so it did not make its money back. Uh, Jessica Lang plays Babs Rogers. She was in Tootsie, Rob Roy, and American Horror Story. Dennis Quaid was Gavin the Ghost Gray. Uh, he was in Inner Space, The Day After Tomorrow, and Frequency. Timothy Hutton was Donnie Cake McCaslin. He was in Ordinary People and French Kiss. John Goodman was Ed Bull Lawrence. He was in Raising Arizona, Roseanne, and 10 Cloverfield Lane. Carl Lumbly was Narvel Blue. He was in The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension and the TV series Alias. Ray Baker played Bowling Keeley. He was in Rain Man and Total Recall. Savannah Smith Boucher, or Boucher uh, was Darlene Keeley. She was in Remington Steel and The Long Riders. Patricia Clarkson played Leslie Stone. She was in The Green Mile and Far From Heaven. Wayne Knight played... I, I, I always like to see the funny stuff that they come up with for um, names for people in the credits that are mm -hmm. not like major actors in the movie. Okay. So Wayne Knight, you know, the guy that was in uh, Jurassic Park and Seinfeld yeah. and all those shows, uh, Newman in Seinfeld. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, his credit is as the fraternity pisser. Really? Yeah, that, that's his credit. I mean, we, we always kind of laugh at that. And like, you get a big part in a movie, you get a call home, be like, hey, mom, guess what? I'm I, I was in a movie as naked man number three. Yeah. Or stuff like that. So yes, his his title is Fraternity Pisser. Uh, Aaron Neville, singer Aaron Neville, played Man with a Gun. He's the guy that shoots off the gun when the uh, Narvel Blue and uh, Gavin race each other. Okay. And he was also uh, he also had acting parts in Mulholland Falls and The Fan. Critical reception for this one: written, Rotten Tomatoes gives it a forty-five percent from the critics. Audience gives it a forty-seven percent, with CinemaScore giving it a B plus. There are no awards for this one. And a very quick little summary, Gavin the Grey Ghost Grey is on top of the world. He led the LSU Tigers to a Sugar Bowl win and was first round draft pick for the Redskins. As life marched on, though, Gavin has a hard time dealing with the fact that he's not everybody's All-American anymore. So here is the trailer, and we'll be back in just a moment. In 1956, Gavin Gray was pure Louisiana. You got a church key? That's what made him wild. Babs Rogers. Look at Babs. She was the perfect beauty queen. That's what made her his. He was the kind of man every woman wanted and every man wanted to be. First round draft pick. I guess that means the Redskins. <laughs> I'm special just as long as I keep making touchdowns. Welcome to the big leagues, Golden Boy. The ghost has got dead. Has to be made, Mr. Blue, one way or another. I'm running this place, Gavin. And I'm good at it. It's killing me, Babs. 
I didn't ask to be the great ghost. I'm just Gavin. Oh, Gavin, I love you. Warner Brothers presents Jessica Lang, Dennis Quaid, Timothy Hutton. In a story that celebrates the glory of youth, the challenge of life, and the endurance of love through the years. Everybody's All-American, directed by Taylor Hackford. Their life story is a love story. Okay, a couple things really fast that I pulled from uh, IMDb, Wikipedia, some of those spots. Uh, filming was stopped for several weeks when Dennis Quaid has his collarbone broken by Tim Fox of the New England Patriots during filming. Footage of Quaid rolling in pain on the sidelines of the snow game appear in the finished film. So that was not him acting. He had actually broken his collarbone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John Goodman did actually play college football at Southwest Missouri State, which is actually where my parents went to college, and they remember being there at the same time that John Goodman was there, and he was in the uh, drama department because he got injured, and it ended the possibility of a football career for him, so he went to pursue a drama major instead, and I think my mom and dad remember either seeing him in a play or two, and they just, they remember him being a really good actor even back then. Yeah. So they remember, they remember a young John Goodman being there with them. Uh, in the movie, the LSU Tigers won the mythical 1956 NCAA football championship and a trip to the Sugar Bowl. Uh, in reality, the team suffered through a dismal 3-7 and seven season that year and were awarded no bowl invitations. Mm. Um, I thought this one was kind of interesting because I've never read the book, but the film itself contains a much more hopeful and upbeat ending um, than the book does because in the book, Gavin uh, commits suicide after trying to kill Babs as well. Oh. oh. So. There's that. Hmm. Well, I'm at happy note. Yeah, I don't think I would have. That would have. Uh, what was the? Um, what was the one that we watched with Michael Douglas? I'm, I'm blanking out on the name of it now. Oh, Fatal Attraction. Yeah, Fatal Attraction. Um, that would have had kind of like a Fatal Attraction vibe to it. Had he tried to like kill himself and his wife at the end of this? Yeah, that. I don't think I would have been very happy with that. Yeah, that would have been you know an, yeah. an odd choice. Yeah. So, so I mentioned, um, I mentioned on Twitter uh, before we recorded this episode, and actually, got a hundred percent of people on Twitter responded back that um, I think they chose Eight Men Out because I knew we were going to be recording a couple episodes together uh, here, and so I asked people which one they felt was the better movie, and the response I got, I think, was a hundred percent said that they liked uh, Eight Men Out better. Oh, okay. In this movie. I, I just asked because I had never seen either one of these. I think I had seen maybe bits and pieces of um, Eight Men Out, but I don't think I had ever seen any of uh, Everybody's All American. Got it. So, so I was just curious. So I asked the people, and uh, the people spoke, and the people said that, uh, yeah, it was 100% of the votes said that Eight Men Out was the better movie between the two. Now, And I know, and one person called me out on it, I know they're two very different movies, so it's kind of hard to compare them, but if you were just going to compare based on personal preference, then that's what people went with. So, so like I said, I had never seen this movie before. Um, I, you know, Dennis Quaid, I've seen him in movies before. Uh, Jessica Lange, I mean, I've seen all these different actors in movies before, but I had never actually sat down and watched this movie. And I do enjoy, enjoy a good sports or football movie, um, but I had not seen it up to this point. So uh, first time watching it, I thought it was fine. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's it's not it's not anything earth shattering. It's not going to be a movie that's in a regular rotation for me. Um, but, you know, just going off the subject matter, I'm, I'm always a fan of a good football movie, a good sports movie. And, you know, just, I, th I think with some of the other stuff that you, the other stuff that's come around in just the last couple of years or so, or more than a couple of years, but with all of the, like con the concussions and the sports players, the athletes who, you know, maybe didn't manage their money well, or they got a lot of health issues and they don't have the insurance that they need given the, the toll on their bodies that the sport they played takes. And, you know, I think. I think sometimes we ask the question, do we feel like this movie holds up 30 years mm -hmm. later? I think it's still really, really applicable 30 years later because you still hear all these stories of these athletes who were these amazing people, these amazing performers when they first got started. And now all of a sudden they're, they're destitute. They're living in poverty. They, you know, these people that were superstars and, and now all of a sudden they're not. Yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm listening to everything you're saying and I'm I'm agreeing with everything you say. I I 
I, I was struck by that. Like, okay, well, this is a look of, you know, in the 80s, what it would look like when the, the star is kind of the, burned out for some of these athletes. And I, I've often found myself kind of zooming forward to today. And how would that be the same? And where are we now? And are we in the same place? And basically everything you're saying, I had the, I had the same reaction in watching this movie. Yeah. Had you, um, had you seen this one before? I had not. I okay. had not. And I really, you know, I was kind of intri- I was intrigued by it because I started watching and, you know, you're kind of like, okay, he's the big, tough all-star. Oh, okay. No, he's a really, he's, he's a good guy. He treats his cousin well and everything. And, you know, I, I as they went around, it was like, oh, okay. The cousin and the wife, they're going to, uh, um, or the girlfriend at the time. Yeah. They're going to have an affair and that's good. Well, okay. No, there was like some sexual tension there, but not mm-hmm. except for that one time, you know, they did. Okay. He's going to have a big breakup with the what? No, that didn't really go that way. I guess what I kept waiting for was some them to really follow one of the plot threads down the rabbit hole, mm-hmm. and it never really did that. Yeah. Um, even the uh, one athlete, you know, with like the civil rights, um, going for the civil rights, I was kind of expecting them to really follow that down, um, but they didn't quite do that. And so I guess the movie never really goes super deep into any of these plot threads. But I guess what you get is just kind of a story of, I mean, they didn't want to go down. It seemed like they didn't really want to go super deep in any of these plot threads. They just wanted to show a chunk of time. Yeah. You know, they wanted to show him from starting in college to, and they, they had, you know, they had two hours to get through it all. So they couldn't follow everything. But it, I, I kind of found the characters to be not like cardboard cutouts, mm-hmm. you know? more a little bit kind of like what you would expect people to react like in real life, you know? Yeah. I mean, the, the wife, she was the prom queen and, and or the, the homecoming queen. And she kind of knew she was going to get married to the guy. And, you know, it was just, they were going to live happily ever after. And then all of a sudden reality set in, well, she had to learn how to run a business. And so she did that. And then, you know, all the things he went through, well, he's just going to get into business and run a restaurant. Well, like, that's not so easy. You kind of have to know what you're doing. And there were struggles with that. And it, do you get what I'm saying? It's like they it, yeah. it just it just seemed I, I hate to say realistic, but it just seemed like a realistic kind of story about what happens when, you know, you get you could potentially get all star players in, in their lives. It was it was just kind of a story about people's lives. Yeah. Really. Football kind of was the vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it reminded me. um, and I was trying to, I think I just remembered, I, I was trying to remember where I heard this recently, but I think it was, um, I think it actually was, was, uh, from going to church a few weeks ago. Um, they had mentioned something during the, the sermon about, because our, our, the preacher at our church, he's good friends with a, a couple of different families who have some pro athletes as sons, uh, or mm-hmm. daughters. And he had mentioned in one of his sermons at church, he had said, you know, um, they've said repeatedly that the amount of temptation, you know, whatever that might be, whatever vices you've got, whether that's, you know, the opposite sex, whether it's drugs, alcohol, money, gambling, whatever, um, that of the people that he knows who are in pro athletics, that the amount of temptation that there and the, the amount of people that are always wanting to just get something from you uh, mm. is, is way more than what we as the general public even have an idea. You know, mm. there's, there's so much under the surface that we don't see going on. Uh, and that, that there's just constantly people always, you know, wanting to, to make a dollar off of you or mm. to, to get you into their scheme. Cause you've got money and, and, you know, this movie kind of, hammered that home a little bit after hearing that a couple of weeks ago and, and then on, on a Sunday morning and then watching this movie of where as he starts to get big, everybody wants to capitalize on his success. You know, when he, when he wins the all American two years in a row mm-hmm. and wins, wins the sugar bowl and the championship and, and then is going to, you know, go off and, and get drafted uh, in the first round to the Redskins and all this stuff. It's, you know, everybody, the car dealer guy, you know, wants a piece of him uh, his friend wants a piece of him, you know, put his name on the, on the bar or, or have him associated with that. You know, everybody's wanting to get a little bit of a piece of him. And, you know, I, I'm not sure that he, he didn't really have anybody in his corner, you know, other than his fiance slash wife 
I don't think he really had anybody in his corner that was looking out for his best interests. And that's, that's right. kind of the, the big thing at the beginning of the movie that I kept noticing was like, okay, well, I, I know exactly where this is going because nobody's looking out for the guy and he's not in a position. He doesn't have the personality to, to necessarily look out for himself. Right. And I think you have a lot of athletes that get into that trouble where, you know, they get into it and, and all of a sudden you're, you're flush with all this money um, and you don't manage it well. Right. And then it all just, it all goes away and it all, and, and, and I keep hearing, you know, you keep hearing stories every now and then of, of these athletes and, and, you know, as, as teachers, we, we look at the uh, athlete uh, pay scale and we're like, oh man, that if I could just get paid several million a year, that would be totally awesome. Right. You know, you always see those things on Facebook of like, well, if we paid our teachers the way we paid our athletes, yeah, all that stuff, all that stuff. But at the same time, I, I flip that around and I'm like, you know what though? just because somebody gets paid a lot doesn't mean they have the financial savvy to actually take care of themselves. Right. Like a lot of them go blow that money real fast or they make bad investments because they're just not either. It, it's not in their personality to be good handlers of money. And then they get manipulated by the wrong people. And, and I think this movie, uh, I, I agree with you. Several of the plot threads, I expected them to go somewhere and I, they didn't. So I don't know. Story-wise and, and writing-wise, I don't know that it was really the strongest movie in the world, um, but it was an interesting look at athletes who just don't, you know, they, they love the game and they love to play the game, but they don't have that financial savvy. And if you just, if you don't get somebody in your corner who does and who's willing to look out for your interests and not their own interests, mm -hmm. then you're in a bit of a pickle. Yeah. And, you know, it, it kind of makes you wonder what what are we teaching you know what where where are we teaching people where are being taught you know it's almost just like life skills you know right i mean the rest of us all figure it out or maybe the rest of us don't but i mean is it so the question is is it just because we don't have success to the level that some of these uh athletes do that we, oh geez i better figure out how to manage a budget okay right. i better figure out retirement oh geez i bet you know so is it because we're more average, we're more apt to do that? Or are there are there people out there that just don't think about those things and it becomes a matter of, did your parents teach you to do that? Was there a class in school? Right. Was there, did you have sort of a, do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I just, and is it just that, you know, there's people like that in real life, uh, not just, you know, pro sports world, pretend life. There's people like that in real life, but because they're not making millions of dollars and up on the TV, we just don't hear about them. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, and and like I said, I had never, I never read the book for this. Um, and obviously, it's it's a fictional, you know, this is a fictional character, and and the author I think has said, yes, this is fictional. It's not really based on anybody. It might be a an amalgamation of a whole bunch of different athletes, you know, different qualities of different athletes that he, that he threw together for this character. Um, but you never really see, you don't see any kind of authority figures, or you don't see any kind of mentors that he has it's just you just see him and you just see him playing football and it's just his natural giftedness um you know that you see on display from the beginning of the movie i don't remember in the movie ever seeing his parents right i don't remember it be ever being said where they are um you know are, are they are they dead are they just not around why are they not there i mean why do you why do you not see them at his football games um, and maybe that, you know, if there, if there's something in the, if there was something that was said and I missed it, or if there's something in the book that mentions why his parents aren't around, you know, that might have something to do with him not being, not having a, a grounding maybe, um, in, in taking some responsibility for the money that he's getting and the fame that he's getting and all that. And, but, uh, yeah, it, it just didn't seem like, it seemed like he had a whole bunch of people around him that were either going to tell him yes to anything that he wanted or that they wanted a piece of it for themselves. Right. And even, even like his best friend, um, you know, uh, Lawrence, his best friend, John Goodman's character. I don't think he would ever say, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm planning on taking advantage of my friend. You know, I think he just got himself into some trouble and, and got himself into, uh, you know, some, some gambling debt and all that. And, and it was less of a, it was more of a kind of a self-preservation. Let's have some fun. Let's make some money. You know, I, I couldn't get to the pros. So, you know, let me, uh, 
let me ride on the coattails of my friend, which I've kind of been doing since since the beginning, but not right. in a malicious way. Um, you know, you had a lot of that stuff, but you never really had anybody who was totally looking out for him. His his wife, his girlfriend, fiance, wife, uh, Babs, you know, she would she was kind of the business mind behind things, but he never really trusted her to help take care of some of the business. And I think he, you know, he, he wasn't willing to, I don't know, soil the name of the gray ghost, I guess, to, to throw in with some of the business stuff. But, and I'm watching the movie and I'm thinking, you know, it, yeah. So you, you feel like you're selling out a little bit, but at the same time, if you do some of this now, then you, you kind of got yourself set for later. And, and there were a few times in the movie where I think she even said, she's like, you know, we, we need to like squirrel away some, some stuff here and we need to, yeah, you know, we need to keep some of this for later. We need to hold on. We need to, you know, like not jump in and, and spend it all, or we need to just kind of slow down a little bit. And well, yeah, I mean, and that's what like any couple, any, anybody, they, that, that's what they have. That's what you got to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, some you know you're going to make mistakes or say you know what we really haven't been doing this and my gosh we probably should have been and all this kind of stuff um but that just that just never that just never happened in yeah. this um so so yeah i you know and, and it's like I, I mean i could see that happening in real life and uh um you know is is anybody is anybody actually teaching these things to people right. you know like you said a mentor or just someone t- sit around and say okay you're not playing football what's your long-term plan you know you're going to college yeah you're playing football but what do you plan to do after your nfl career which is what what's the average nfl career um oh like if i had to guess five years four I, I was gonna say maybe somewhere between five and ten yeah so you know, I mean, that gets you to 28. Uh, according to, oh, wow, it's even less than that. According to the NFL Players Association, the average career length is about 3.3 years. Okay. All uh, right. The, the NFL, so that's the Players Association. The NFL itself, that's the, the Players Union. Um, but the National Football League itself claims that the average career is about six years. Okay. So let's say you're not drafted right out of high school. Let's say you're not, you know, okay, let's say you make it all the way, uh, um, you, you know, through college and all that. Yeah. It's it's just like, um, what are you going to do afterwards, you know, yeah. from yeah. from 27, 28 on? So here's, yeah, so, so here's some interesting stats and, and, and based on his character, cause he was a running back, um, in the movie in college, he played both ways, but he was a running back when he got to the NFL. So these statistics, this is from NFL.com. Uh, and I believe this is this year, but I think that this information was collected from 1993 to 2011. It looks like, um, so this is on the, uh, should be on the NFL's website. This is the average playing career length in the National Football League in years. Um, they list that players with at least one Pro Bowl selection or appearance have an average career length of 11.7 years. Okay. Uh, if you're a first-round draft pick, then your average career is 9.3 years. Okay. Um, if you, uh, The average for all NFL players is 3.3 years. If you are a running back, that's actually the shortest. So average career for a running back is 2.57 years. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, you're looking at, for the position that he played, now he was a first-round draft pick. Um, so, you know, that's a little bit longer, but he was also a running back. So, he, I mean, he had he had everything to be able to have kind of a longer career, but it's kind of like some of these other players that they were so good in college. And then all of a sudden they get to the pros and that's a completely different, you know, you think just because you're a superstar in college, um, I, my family coming from Texas, we're always big Texas Longhorn fans. And I remember the years where, you know, Texas was in the, uh, you know, Texas had the, the national championship team in 2005 and, um, 
you know, those other years where we had like uh, Ricky Williams was the running back and he was amazing. He was you know, winning all these different awards and he won the Heisman one year. Um, and, uh, you know, crazy athlete just to watch him on TV. It was just, he was doing stuff. He reminded you of like Emmett Smith or Walter Payton or some of those guys with what he was doing. And all of a sudden he gets to the NFL and he falls apart. Mm-hmm. Like he, he gets into, he gets into, I think got into drugs. Um, his manager was, you know, taking a whole bunch of his money. Um, and he, he dropped out and I think he ended up going to some, like, I don't want to say like a, um, maybe like a religious commune somewhere. And I, I think maybe years later he tried to come back to the NFL, but it wasn't the same and he didn't have the career. And, and it just, it just wasn't what you would have expected for him to see him in college be like, he's going to be one of the greatest players ever in the NFL. Right. You know, he's going to be up there with the greats. And then as soon as he gets the NFL, he falls apart. Right. Right. Or, or I remember the, the year that they had the national championship, uh, Vince Young was their quarterback. And I'm watching this guy play and he can run and he can throw and he can do, he can do everything that you'd ever possibly want a quarterback to be able to do. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'm thinking this guy is going to be amazing. He's going to be up there with the greatest quarterbacks that have ever played in the NFL. And he did okay. I, I think he ended up going to the Tennessee Titans um, and had a few good years and he did okay, but wasn't amazing. And, so, you know, you just see stuff like that and you just, it, it kind of, you know, especially as a fan, if that's, if that's your team and your guy, um, you know, you just, you want the best for them and you see them play that way at, at one level. And then all of a sudden they try to go to the next and, and you think, well, they were amazing here. So it's, it's going to translate there and it just doesn't. Right. And the bottom line is too, I mean, it's like that needs to be, that needs to be, you know, explained to these guys by somebody, right. family. A coach, a mentor, you know, that, hey, even at the best, you've got 10 years, you know, not many people are going to be Brett Favre. Okay. So you've got, you know, you got 10 years here. What are you going to do after that? Uh, Are you just going to make enough money and you're just going to live off that? Are you going to be a sportscaster? Are you going to be a writer? Are you going to be a coach? Are you going to, you know, what are you going to, like, what's your plan? And I think that's, and it's just, it's, you know, it's... Are we are we trying to help these guys do that? Like, if I told my parents, like, hey, I plan to perform on my trumpet for the rest of my life. Okay, that's fine. Then, you know, in college, you're going to talk to your professor and find out what does that take? I mean, what, like, what what's your health insurance? What's this? How are you going to provide? Do you plan to have a family? You know, those questions are asked. And it just, we always hear in the news about these guys that, like you said, just fell apart and, I just don't think those questions are asked of them, the unsuccessful ones. And I think that this movie just kind of shows that, you know, no one was there saying what happens when, you know, you're one injury away from, from obscurity, you know, and after 10 years, you know, what are you going to do? And that showed him. I mean, I think even in the NFL, he had a really successful career, right? I mean, I don't know if they were one that they didn't really delve into football side of it, but they just showed him, you know, he's really popular. They, retired the number and he retired and right life was good. And then all of a sudden the buzz ran out and he didn't like having to do not football. So right. it was like, well, he's going to make a comeback. And I'll tell you, man, those things when he was playing for the Broncos, I mean, that was just brutal. Yeah. You know, I mean, and it was just, it was just like the Danny Glover from lethal weapon. I'm getting too old for this. I mean, right. he was just, well, and you, you see, because he made a comment, he's like, you know, I just want to make sure that I, I don't stay too long. And, right. and you think about those athletes or you think about any other kind of performer, not just an athlete that maybe stayed a little bit too long in whatever right. it was they were doing. And, and, you know, there's a point at which in those type of a career, I, I think there's a point at which you make a graceful exit. And, you know, he just, I think, I think again, through no fault of his own, I don't, he's not being greedy. And I don't think, I don't even really think the money was necessarily a thing for him. He just wanted to be able to keep playing. Right. It was just one of those things where I just, I got to play because I love the game. I I don't care what I get paid, but. Right. And I think that movie, I think that's maybe one of the the things that the movie got a knock in that they didn't quite go. You're waiting for him to just say, I'm going to be greedy. I want the money or, hey, I need to make it. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't. I think it was just a very real, hey, I just want to play again. You know, I mean, it was. And that's what I really enjoyed about the movie is that it did. It just kind of showed the decisions that the people were making did not seem super Hollywood hyped up. It just, Mm -hmm. it's to be yeah i could see that happening in real life 
Yeah. Well, and I think he, he and his wife too, Babs, somebody needed to have a plan for them. And even her trying to do some of the business stuff, I think that didn't work because he didn't really listen to her. Um, you know, and, and I don't know if that was a, I don't know if that was a, a, I'm a man, you're a woman. Therefore I probably know more about business than you do that. It didn't really seem to be that kind of thing. I think he just wasn't interested in it. Right. Like he, he didn't want to talk money because he wasn't interested in money. He just wanted to play the game, but somebody needed to have a plan for those two because they both were choosing careers that you don't have a whole lot of time in. Right. Like she was wanting to be Miss America and, right. and go through all the beauty pageants and, you know, with, in the nicest possible way, both of those football and beauty pageants, you don't have a whole lot of time until you've kind of peaked. And then right. you're not considered either a, a good football player or you're not considered beautiful enough to be in beauty pageants anymore. And it's a very short time frame that you can work on being successful. And I, I kind of look at that as being almost like a, like an Olympic athlete too. You know, you train and train and train when you're at a kid and then you've got maybe this stretch of time where because the Olympics are only every four years, you can maybe make it once, maybe twice if you're lucky. And then, you know, by the time you actually, they talk about like the, the figure skaters and the, uh, the gymnastics people, like, like as soon as you hit almost like as soon as you hit 20 or 22, it's like, well, you're just about done. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Or professional dancers, ballet dancers. You yeah. Know? I mean, any of that, you kind of, you need to I think you just need to go into it and say, well, what am I getting into and have someone tell you, here are the questions that you're going to need to ask. Yeah, I can either help you answer those or you need to go to your teacher, mentor, coach, whatever, and get these get the answers to these or find out how to get the answers to these. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were just kind of it, it was it was just kind of the struggling through life. And obviously we're talking about the money and all that, but just even like two mentally. You know, all right, you're done playing football. What are you going to do? Just driving around on your riding mower, that's not making you happy. Right. You know, and they well, and that's really delved into family life. I mean, yep. it's not like he was, you know, suddenly spending tons of time with his kids. So, yeah, I think you got to get mentally prepared for, okay, what are you going to do next? You know? Yeah, and I, the end of this movie to me was, I, I liked the ending that they chose. Had they gone with the ending that's in the book that, that we read about there just a few minutes ago, I, I I think I would have a totally different opinion of this movie if yeah. they had decided to go that route. Well, I, I agree, and I think it, it would have just gotten away from the kind of like realistic story of people. You right. Know? That, okay, that would have been a little bit too Hollywood slash or kind of, all right, let's. Let's make it crazy, you know, if they would have gone that route. Yeah. Well, in the end of this movie already, um, it was just sad. I, I, I just felt it was really sad, the end of the movie, just because you've got, you know, I I remember, and, and I don't think of this in a sad way, but because they never, you know, they were never planning on going to do college sports or, or pro sports. I remember, you know, like my dad, my uncle, you know, some of my other family, I would remember them like sitting around talking about the glory days of, you know, when they played high school football and, and all those great games that they played in and they've got all these memories of it. And then they'd go watch the, the new round of, of players. And I remember how excited my dad was to go watch his high school. You know, they were never anywhere near uh, state championship material when he was playing, but um, his high school in Missouri actually ended up winning maybe th oh, fun. three, I want to say like three state championships. Um, not too long ago, maybe about 10 years ago or so. Um, they, they won about three, I think three state championships and just how excited he was to see his school in the, in the state championship. You know, we went to St. Louis to, to go see the games, uh, in the, in the big stadium there. And, and, you know, some of that, like the reminiscing about the good old days and when you played and all that. And, and I'll still do that from time to time. Um, you know, cause I played high school sports too, but this was just, this was even more sad when he's like trying to reminisce about the good old days and nobody really cares. Right. Like he's trying to, he's interested in, in doing this book, uh, having cake do the book and, and he's trying to tell the story and he's recorded some of it. And to him, it's the most interesting thing in the world, but everybody else is just like, yeah, you know, you turn off the recorder. Nobody's really interested in hearing that. Right. And it just kind of, he's just gotten, it's just gotten sad by the end of the movie because I think if his best friend was still around, if Lawrence was still around, he'd have another football guy to be able to talk to. But right, 
obviously Lawrence didn't make it because he got killed by the by the uh, the guys that he was uh, in debt to. Um, right. But you know, so I think the end of the movie, right before you get to the very very end, where they're doing that uh, that ceremony for him, kind of the the twenty five years later uh, type thing. Um, up to that point, I just thought it, it just was really really sad the the situation that his life had turned into and how he couldn't accept the fact that his wife was doing really well, but he wasn't. And, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it's like, I don't know. And you, you, you talk to people that retire and they always, you know, you gotta call people. That's what yeah. you, I talk to all of our friends that are retired. They say, that's what the advice that was given to them. And they'll call, they'll throw the email. Hey, let's all get back. To, hey, can you go out for coffee? Hey, can you come? Let's go get dinner. Um, there's a, you know, group of uh, people that uh, I used to work with, you know, at Hawthorne that, we try to get together ever so often and, you know, right. just do that to just reminisce. Um, and if you need that, you've got to be proactive and seek that out. And he right. was, he, he was kind of like, it was like, he just wasn't balanced because yeah. it wasn't, like he would seek out old friends to hang out with. It was like, he still needed the buzz. He still needed the people chasing him. Yeah. You know? And it was like, yeah, you get addicted to the buzz. That's that's going to go away. Get, you know, get to know your kids. Go cheer them on. Go coach another team. Go play. You know what I'm saying? It's like. I You know, I, I would have been curious to see if one of his kids, I mean, his son, whoever they got as the actor to play his son, looked like he could have been Dennis Quaid's kid. Yeah. Um, and I would have been curious because he looked like he's about the right shape to play football. Um I would have been curious if they would have ever mentioned, and I don't think that they did, whether or not his son plays football. Mm-hmm. And like, how does he deal with that? I mean, there were a lot of things in this movie, and obviously it was already a, uh, over a two-hour movie, so you're not going to really go any longer than that. Um, but there were several things, like you mentioned earlier, there's the the civil rights piece of it. You know, That popped in there, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, this will be interesting because it's it's the South, it's the 60s you know, 60s, 70s, kind of that time period. Um, So that'll be interesting to see where this goes. And then we didn't see any of it. Right. And then you see him, he's, he's older, he's got the kids would be interested to see, you know, what does it look like for him to have a son who's playing football and is he pressuring his son to do anything or play a certain way? Or is he trying to live too vicariously through his child, you know, who, who now does the same thing he used to do. Um, Right. You know, and, and it's not, that's not what the movie is supposed to be, but when you introduce that kind of stuff and you introduce that he has that kind of feeling towards football and, and always need, needing to be in it, um, I don't know. I don't know if they should have dropped. Either it's about him and about his love for football and how he can't let go, or it's mm-hmm. about um, you know Cake and Babs and kind of the the, the on-again, off-again tension that there is between them and and you know the the one time that they did get together and and that relationship but it just was like it, it like you said earlier just just a little bit too much in a in too many different directions right for it to be right. like one cohesive story that that answered the questions that i felt like as a viewer i wanted to have answered yeah it almost would have been better as like a like a a, a mini series like a television show yeah seasons yeah I, I was thinking that i was thinking like if you had this as a tv series you could really flesh out some of those other um some of those other bits and pieces yeah yeah no agreed and and you know it's you know we kind of jumped away from talking about it as a movie and just kind of gotten more into life and how to stay balanced and all that and i think that movie it, it's cool because it kind of provides that jumping away point and again, right. i think the very thing that allows you to do that is that there's nothing that's too Hollywood about it. Right. You know, it doesn't have the big splash ending. It doesn't have the big, Oh, he has his moment of reality and suddenly everything's okay. You know, right. it's like, no, usually when people are in life, they it's, it's, it's a work in progress. You know, kind you kind of, a, you got to work at life to make right. it happen. Yeah. And this is, this is a movie. It's a movie about, it almost feels like it's a movie about real people, not about actors playing characters. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. All right. Well, I, do you have anything else you want to say about the movie? We got to we got to rank it. I think we're going to rank it out of five. Um, let's let's say footballs, okay? Because um, that's nice and simple. But is there anything else you want to say about it? Anything else that we didn't mention? No, I don't think so. I mean, okay. I think it was it was a good movie. I I thought it was yeah. a good movie. 
Yeah, like I said, I enjoyed it. Um, it's not one. It's not one that's going to go on a regular rotation. I probably won't watch it again, but I'm glad I got a chance to watch it. Um, I do like Dennis Quaid as an actor. I've liked pretty much every movie I've ever seen him in. Yep, agreed. So, all right. So, what would you out of five uh, five footballs? What would you give this one? You know. My gut would just be, yeah, four out of five. I mean, it didn't, like, knock it out of the park for me, but I thought it was a good movie. However, everyone always says I like everything I watch, and I'm never, you know, mean <laughs> enough, all that kind uh -huh. of stuff. So, you know, as a movie, I'd say maybe three out of five. Okay. Like, A for effort, but maybe B for execution. Like, give me a TV show and flesh out the story more. So I'd say three out of five. Three now, out of five. Okay. I will say, I will say, as a potential like launching platform for a discussion that we could take into the wee hours of the morning about life and balance and sports and, I mean, how other sports, blah 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 blah. I think this, you know, I would have no problem saying four out of five because yeah. I, I really think it's it's thought provoking. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I think I'll, you know, that would be four out of five, but I think the movie of itself, if you're, if you're asking me just what I think of the movie, I'd say three out of five. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. And like, like you said before, I would be curious to have this remade or done as a mini series and you can flesh out some of those bits and pieces a little bit more. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of the stuff that came up in this is, is still pretty timely today. I mean, we talked about, yeah. you know, we, we talk about the, the different athletes who, have run out of money and have to declare bankruptcy. And I, I had looked up a couple of websites before we recorded. And then, you know, there's people like, um, you know, well, Michael Vick had other problems, but there's people like Michael Vick and there's people like Terrell Owens. And I know that uh, Mike Tyson has had some trouble and Cheryl swoops from the WNBA. And, and there's a whole bunch of different athletes, big name athletes that you would just expect they're doing fine now. Um, and they just have no money at all just because they either squandered it, made some poor decisions, got taken advantage of. So I think, you know, that piece of it, that definitely is timely today. So if they want to do some kind of a, a, a mini series or a TV series on it, I think if you wanted to, whether you want to do it today or whether you want to actually do it from the, uh, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, if you want to do that time period, I think the civil rights stuff is definitely timely today. Um, to have that some, uh, have some of that in there too, to have, you know, any kind of a focus on, you know, kids playing sports. If he, does he pressure his kids into playing sports? Does he do that kind of stuff? And that's timely today too. You've got all kinds of talk of, you know, either like getting rid of youth football altogether and, and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, so I, I think everything about this movie, it, it wasn't a hit when it came out. Um, I don't think it's on anybody's like best of lists. But I think there's a lot of stuff there that would be a gold mine if somebody wanted to take this and kind of reimagine it as a miniseries. And I bet I wonder if this movie came out today, if it would just just as it is, if it came out today, if it would be more popular. Because in the eighties, I, yeah. I, I, I think I think in the eighties we still wanted to believe that you know these guys are superheroes and right. these guys are larger, and it's like. You know, sorry, no, they're just like everybody else. Now just people. they might they might play a game really, really well. Yep. They might be incredibly talented, and and for that, you know, four point three years of their life, they are on a physical level that you know inspires the rest of us to greatness, and you know gives us a blah 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 and so on. But it's like that doesn't mean that they're super intelligent with. Their finances. That doesn't mean that they. Do you get what I'm saying? And I think in the '80s we had a tendency to look at our our athletes and say, "Well, they just, you know, they're Superman or, you know, Batman or wh whatever you want. Whatever they, they're they're superior human beings." Yeah. Do Do you get what I'm saying? Whereas yeah. now I think. Oh, yeah. Now we have a little bit more of a realistic look at them. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I think, I think out of five footballs, I'm going to give it three and a half Okay. Um, because I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like I liked the movie. I enjoyed it. Um, but just when I really kind of dig into the story and what I wanted for it. It just, it wasn't quite there, mm -hmm. um, you know, and it was enjoyable. It was an enjoyable watch. I was, 
you know, I, I don't feel like there was a time when I was watching it that I felt distracted, like I wanted to go do something else. Um, right. And I like all the actors in it, but I just, I don't know. It just, it left me wanting a little bit more and, and it just, it felt like it got the story to certain points and then it just kind of like, whoop, oh, now on to the next thing. Um, yeah. Oh, we're going to mention this. Oh, now on to the next thing. So I, I think if it was just, if the story was a little more coherent, um, then I think I probably would have felt a little bit better about it. So I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a three and a half out of five. Okay. Solid effort. Um, but just, there was a, a few bits and pieces here that I was missing a little bit. Right. Nope. Agreed. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for everybody's all Americans. So uh, if this does come out on 4th of July and you're listening to this on 4th of July, happy 4th of July, everybody. Happy 4th of July. And if you're not from America, happy July 4th. There you go. Cause it's still, it's 4th of July everywhere, but um, you know, except for, Except for maybe like Australia, it might already be the fifth there, but exactly. Yeah. So everybody has a Fourth of July. It's just kind of a bigger deal for us. So um, happy Wednesday for anybody if this comes out on on Wednesday. Um, but uh, particularly for our American audience, uh, happy Fourth of July, happy Independence Day, and hope everybody has a, a fun and safe Fourth of July. Watch out for the fireworks. Um, please be aware of dogs and those who have served in the military that might might have PTSD because I know that's kind of a a big thing. Um, I actually saw, this is a little bit of a tangent, um, I saw that a place in Italy, I think it was Italy, um, decided to, go for just that reason, because of like dogs and soldiers, um, they had a firework display not that long ago, and it was silent fireworks. Oh, silent like, fireworks. I'm like, well, that's kind of cool. I mean, the, the bang and the crackle and all that stuff, that's part of the fun. But if there's a whole segment of the population, whether it's animal or human, that doesn't do well with explosion sounds, okay, I'd be totally fine if we decided to go with silent fireworks. That'd be cool. Yeah, I, I'm interested. I, I, I would, I would like to see a silent firework. Yeah. So. I would like to see. I would like to see one. I would like. I mean, experience one. You know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for our episode this time around. But uh, coming up. Uh, we've got, I think our next one after this is, we're still in kind of the sports realm here for just a couple of weeks. Uh, we've got Eight Men Out will be our mm -hmm. next episode. Um, if we can get one in, I don't know if we're going to be able to or not, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, we might have an episode of that. We might do kind of like a, a, a delayed Jurassic Park episode. I know Dennis was interested in going to see that and maybe talking about it afterwards. Um, mm -hmm. So we'll see if it's still in the theaters by the time we have a chance to do that, by the time I come back from, from our family trip. And then at the end of the month, uh, we will have, we're going to do two at the same time, our uh, double dose of Tom Cruise. Awesome. We'll be at the end of the month, we will be talking Rain Man and Cocktail. So those are our oh. next few episodes. So hopefully you can come back and join us for those. If you want to find out more about us and where you can listen to us, go to 30podcast, that's 30podcast.com. Go to our website, you can find all the different ways to get in touch with us, whether it's email, voicemail, uh, Twitter, Facebook, all those different things. It is through our website there. So go to 30podcast.com and you can find all of that other stuff. Um, but in the meantime, thank you, Pat. Thank you, John. We'll be back here, here next week with eight men out. And uh, in the meantime, be excellent to each other and go see some good movies. Bye.